I'll agree it does not feel like spring here in Cincinnati today, but we are in the Jewish month of Shvat, most known for the holiday at the center of the month, Tu Bishvat, Tu Tes Vav, uh, representing the word, or reading as the word Tu Bishvat, the uh, really the 15th of that month, the high point of the month. As we've noted before, almost all of our Yom Tovim, almost all of our holidays are on a 15th at the high point, parallel to the full moon, parallel to that which Israel is compared to the moon, and we're at our heyday, our high point. But that's not our focus right now. Our focus is on the aspect of the Tubishvat holiday, the kind of unusual holiday of the tree, as to what is it that we are celebrating, and how does that relate to the general theme of this month, Shabbat? And uh, as always, what's our tachlis message? What can we take away from this? How do we grow from this month of Shvat and the holiday of Tu B'Shvat? So the Talmud tells us, actually in the Yerushalmi, that what's happening on Tu B'Shvat, this Rosh Hashanah Ilanos, the new year for the trees on this center point, the 15th of Shvat, What's happening in the world of botany is that that's when the sap begins to rise in the trees. At least in Israel, there would be a beginning of that rejuvenation, the sap rising in the trees, providing for the future growth and development into the spring and summer. Sap rising. Interesting. Liquids usually fall, but not always. Water sometimes rises. Uh, here, in the inner recesses of the tree, the sap is rising, as happens internal to our bodies, of course, as well. Uh, thank God, blood is not always falling, but through the incredible wisdom of the designer of our bodies, blood's being pumped upwards as well. And, in general, in the world around us, liquid often is, quote-unquote, defying gravity and rising. We have the Water, which is constantly evaporating. Rashi and Chumash describes the tal, the dew, lifting up in the morning. And much as water does always flow to the lowest spot, water is also constantly involved in being pulled back upwards. Interestingly, the symbol of this month of Shvat is that the li is the bucket. We bucket up water from a well, lift water up, to make it accessible. And perhaps a key theme of this month in the fact that it's the month of the rising sap and of the lifting of the water is this upward motion of liquid. Once heard it pointed out, Rabbi um, Foyer uh, shared a beautiful idea years back that the Talmud describes that when Hurdus, when Herod, had uh, renovated the Beis HaMikdash, renovated the temple. After years and years of incredible cruelty and destruction, he was seeking some type of an atonement, and he did a major rehabbing of the Beis HaMikdash. The Gemara describes the one who did not see the temple after restored by Herod has never seen a beautiful building. It was at the height of its beauty. And he was going to overlay all of the walls with gold, and the Chacham of the sages asked him not to, and they said that the current design was very purposeful. The current design, which was some type of a blue or blue-white combination, an aqua type of colors, was purposeful 
to draw attention to the concept of the Galei Hayam, the sea waves. Why so? And why in the temple? Well, because Klal Yisrael, the nation of Israel, is described as Bas Galim, as the daughter of the waves. We're the descendants of the waves. Well, if we're descendants of the waves, who are the waves? Our forefathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, are described as waves. We're the daughters of the waves. We're the descendants of those waves. And we want you to have that imagery on the wall of the Beis HaMikdash. Why would our forefathers be described as waves, as Gali Hayam? So, many could theorize, waves are constantly in motion, and our forefathers never rested. They were constantly in motion. Waves can be very formidable, and destroy uh, what is seemingly an uh, indestructible barrier, but enough penetration over and over again, the water penetrates. So perhaps that's the message, right? Foyer shared another fascinating idea. What keeps those waves in motion? What draws the movement of the waves? We now know, and quite possibly our sages always realized, that it's the draw from above. The gravitational pull of the moon is what is generating those tides. And we know that those waves that are constantly in motion down here on Earth, they never let up their movement because of the draw from above. And so too, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were constantly feeling that tug from above. They were looking heavenward and getting their, uh, their, their marching orders and their, their determination as to what is the best next step, best use of my time, my energy, as to what is it that is wanted up there in heaven. They were drawn from above to act down here on earth. Their constant motion, their constant toil, and their formidable power was due to that draw from above. And even if we can't literally, currently, walk into the base of Mikdash, walk into the temple, and be inspired by those walls, and even if we are arguably far, far, far from the galim, from the waves themselves of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, but we can recognize from this message that we have the internal capacity, we are their descendants, we are those bas galim, and we have the capacity to feel that tug. And we can look at the trees, okay? We may not be the tree and may not feel the sap rising inside, but we can look at the trees and realize that as wintry as it feels outside right now, but there's going to be a spring ahead, and that means that the sap is starting to rise, at least come to Bishvat, starting to rise inside and allow for that foliage, allow for the blossoms, allow for the fruit, all that productivity, because of the fact that those liquids can lift off of the ground and defy gravity. And so can we. We tend to sometimes kind of take that, well, easy answer, the easy way out, and feel that I'm kind of stuck in life, and I'm stuck where I'm at, and what I've done in the past is that's what I do, and we measure our future based on our past performance or based on our lack of past performance. But what a tragic mistake. We have such capacity. We have the the golem, we have those waves behind us, and we are their descendants. We have the tree message inspiring us that we can lift off and lift up. And if we can take those messages to heart and realize that, yes, whatever I have or haven't done in the past does not define my potential. I have the ability to break above that. I have the ability to say, you know what, I realize this is a tug from above. I'm going to let that dictate. Or you know what, I realize 
I could feel a tug from above. And even if I don't currently feel that, I will do what it takes to be able to feel that. Dedicate myself more to studying the Torah, to being attentive to my prayers, to spending time finding the resources that can help inspire me to feel that tug and help find the resources to help guide me as to what that tug is directing me to do. And we can't be too grand or we'll fall very short. We always try to talk tachlis. We try to talk something of an actual practical takeaway. So rather than just talking lofty talk of aspiring and lifting off of the ground, let's try to be very pragmatic and pick one area of our Jewish experience, one mitzvah, one aspect of our Jewish life. We're going to allow that tug from above to dictate our future performance in some way elevating ourselves from the past. Let's stop and actually choose one aspect of our lives, one mitzvah, where I can say, you know what, I'm going to dedicate a little more time to study how to do this mitzvah right. I'm going to dedicate a little more energy. I'm going to turn to a mentor, turn to one of the rabbis, one of my uh, more scholarly peers, to get guidance, one of the resources, one of the great books that we've often been recommending. I'm going to turn to something to help address that aspect of life and find myself able to lift off and be more excellent in that realm. And you know what? We can't even think of one. Let's make that our homework, to spend some time trying to research search more what are the mitzvahs, what, what is the breadth of Jewish experience, and allow myself to find one of those in which I'm going to excel. Let's do that. Let's make this month of Shvat a month of that bucket lifting upwards, drawing the water out of the well, drawing ourselves up from the depths, the month of the sap rising in the tree, and recognizing that and, and trying to lift up to make our spring a more fruitful, productive, pleasant, flowery, whichever term you want to use, uh, elevated, wonderful spring, and let's make our galim, our wave ancestors, proud that we are their descendants. Wishing you all a wonderful, elevated Tubishvat.